Good morning. Welcome to Andover Christian Church's streaming worship. We're glad that you're here today to join us in this time of worship. Um, if you are new to this, um, we are streaming the worship service on several platforms, including the church's Facebook page, as well as YouTube, as well as the website. So if one won't work, you may want to try one of the others. Um, we would really appreciate if you uh, fill out an e-connect card and submit it. There's links above the screen on the website and links in the other communication. It would really help us and it lets us know how we can help you or pray for you. Uh, we do have one other favor for you. Uh, in just a few weeks it's going to be Mother's Day and we are preparing something special for Mother's Day but we need your help. If you could submit to us just a little uh, video taken with your phone in landscape mode and if you've got little kids just take a video of them saying Happy Mother's Day. Uh, if your kids are a little bit older, maybe uh, just a quick word of what they appreciate about moms, and then send that in to carry at andoverchurch.com or the office at andoverchurch.com, and uh, that will help us put together a special Mother's Day uh, morning. Uh, just a couple other quick reminders. We will be taking communion during the worship service, so if you want to make sure you have some bread or cracker and juice ready uh, for that time, and also a reminder about the online giving. Uh, God is continuing to be faithful, and part of what he asks for us is to give back to him uh, a portion of that, um, just to express our gratitude to him. So with that, uh, whatever your week has been, maybe the spring has helped you uh, be in a better place, and maybe things have gotten even longer. Uh, in either case, it's a perfect time to come to God in worship and to let him touch our lives and hearts. So come with us as we go to worship our Heavenly Father. One, two. All right, sing with us. Was the night 
nothing. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Nothing shall be impossible. Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. We'll shout your praise forevermore. Jesus, our God, unstoppable. Scripture reading is from Psalms. He determines the number of the stars and calls them each by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding has no limit. In his hand are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Highest of heights to the depths of the sea, creations revealing your majesty. From the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring, every creature you.
Father, great are you and worthy of our praise. We thank you for this day and we thank you for the opportunity to come together in spirit and truth, even though we are not physically with one another. We come and worship and praise you, the God who created the heavens and the earth, who set the stars in place, who commands the sea, who brings forth rains, we choose to trust in you, the one true God, our rock and our refuge. No matter what we are facing right now, whether it's hardship, loneliness from isolation, loss of a loved one, loss of a job, we will trust in you. Help us to keep our eyes set upon you, O Lord, for our hope is in you, not what the world offers us. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and that you are always there for us. You always bring restoration. You are a God of restoration. You are unstoppable. You are sovereign. And as we go through this trying time, help us to remember it is just a small piece of time in your divine plan. Our hope lies in you. You are with us now and are going to restore us on the other side of this. All glory and power and praise to our God seated on a throne, high and lifted up. And we come and we thank you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Oh, 
searching for, um, more evident now than probably we've ever seen in our lives. Uh, we watch the news and it's, um, it's people looking for hope and um, people looking for the next uh, potential cure, um, potential vaccine. And, um, and so I was thinking about, as we prepare our hearts for communion, really the hope that we have in Christ that exceeds all hope that we could possibly have uh, in this life, in whatever circumstance. And so I wanted to read uh, a scripture about that hope. Um, it starts with day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins, maybe looking for hope. But when this priest 
this priest had offered for all one all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. And since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool. For by one sacrifice, he is made perfect forever, those who are being made holy. And it continues uh, a call to persevere in faith. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And uh, the writer of Hebrews, who would know that um, we could continue meeting together, even in this digital electronic age, um, that we could meet together on Zoom or FaceTime, Facebook Messenger, on a live stream, um, but that we can continue meeting together, we can continue to encourage each other. Um, and so let us hold, consider how we can continue uh, to spur each other on to the love and good deeds. Um, let's pray and let's thank God for the blessings that we have and the, and the hope that we can profess. Heavenly Father, we come before you just um, humbled, um, knowing that uh, um, in many ways we see that our world is broken. Um, we see it very evident. Um, we see that we, as humans, uh, are, are frail. We don't know everything. Um, we can see that God, that we need you, um, and we thank you for the sacrifice that you paid for us once and for all, and the hope that we can have in you. Um, we thank you that uh, for your blood um, that can cover our sins. Uh, Father, we confess that we are sinners and that we need your forgiveness. Um, we thank you uh, that we can have hope in you even in the most trying of times. We thank you for um, your gift, and we pray that uh, we would be able to, um, in turn, uh, encourage each other, even in a time of physical separation, that we could encourage each other, um, that we could spur each other on, um, even in times of uncertainty toward love and good deeds. And we pray this in your name. Amen.
What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of I thought this slide would make everybody happy, depending on which half of the slide you want to look at. Um, and in just the offhand case, there's somebody watching this from the other side of the planet. Um, you're looking at an enormous rivalry for us who live here in Minnesota, the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings. Well, in uh, light of having the NFL draft for the last few days, I thought it would be fun to start with a little bit of thinking about football. 
And I'd like you to picture we're at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, and it's a rivalry game between the Vikings and the Packers. And it's the fourth quarter, and the Vikings have played a very strong game, an unusually strong game, and are actually leading by 14 points. This can happen. It, it has happened. It can happen. But there's five minutes left in the game. And to all the Vikings fans watching, I would say, are you confident we will win? And there will be a strong answer that would say, no. We could win, but you see there's one problem. And it's that quarterback of the Packers called Aaron Rodgers. Because we have all seen time after time him come back and do the impossible. And in a few minutes score multiple touchdowns and turn a defeat into victory for the Packers. Well, we may not like Aaron Rodgers if we wear purple. But honestly, I think all of us wish we had a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers. Somebody who repeatedly does the impossible and brings victory from defeat. It struck me that we live in a day and age when that's what we need, isn't it? To have that hope, even though it looks like we're losing because we know our quarterback or our person has regularly turned defeat into victory, has done the impossible. And it struck me that we do have somebody like that. And his name is Jehovah. Our God. Our God has repeatedly done the impossible. Snatched victory out of defeat. Looked at some situation that seems hopeless and he has brought hope. And so we begin today a new sermon series, Impossible God. It seemed to me that all of us, uh, wherever we are in the world, literally, need that message of hope that there is someone who can handle this, someone who can bring victory out of defeat, someone who can do the impossible. And that's exactly who we have in God. So in the next few weeks, we're going to look at different situations, different people, different circumstances that seemed hopeless. And had it just been up to us, a bunch of humans, it was hopeless. But because of God and who He is and what He can do, He was able to turn hopeless things into victory. He was able to do the impossible because He is an impossible God. And I thought, no, there's no better place to begin this sermon series than at the beginning. Because in the beginning, we see our impossible God work and do what no one thought could be done. Uh, in Genesis 1.1, we read, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's who God is. Everything we see, everything in our existence... He did it. And where did it come from? It came from nothing. 
He created all of this from nothing. The universe has not always existed. Even uh, scientists who don't believe in the existence of a God will admit that the universe came from somewhere. Someone made it. There was a source, God. And the most plausible explanation is the one that God, the Bible, gives us. And that is this intelligent designer, this God of all creation, this creator God formed all of this from nothing. That's impossible, but he did it. The entire universe, galaxy after galaxy, I think most of us are so thankful for the Hubble telescope and all of the insights it has brought us into the vastness and the complexity of our universe. And it all operates with mathematical precision to where software today can go back and tell you 3,000 years ago this is where the stars were. This is where the constellations were. And in 2,000 years, this is where they will be. That kind of complexity didn't just happen. It came from a God who can do the impossible. And if the universe isn't something that interests you, I would urge you to just look at our own planet, our world. And the complexity of our planet and how all of the different systems in our planet interact and what happens on the other side of the world affects us here. And what happens in the oceans affects the land and what happens in the land affects the oceans. And it just goes on and on. God created all of that. And not just the systems, but the creatures in our, on our planet. All of the different creatures. And if that in, doesn't interest you, just think about our own bodies and all of the systems in our bodies and what our bodies can do. Or maybe for you, the amazing, impossible God that we have is best seen if we think about the smallest things in the world. Our cells or the molecules or the 118 elements from which everything is made. Or smaller than that, the atoms. Or smaller than that, the subatomic particles. And all of this, God made all that. And he made all of that from nothing. And he made all of that in his incredible power by speaking and his spirit and the word working and all of creation came. And we are now a part of that. We have an impossible God. We learn a lot about God from that as we stand and consider creation. And we think about the God that it shows us. I'd like to pick a couple things about God and think about him today and what we learn about him from creation. To me, the most obvious thing we learn about God is his power, but I'm actually going to set that aside because next week we're going to look at another situation that is all about God's power. So we're going to table that for a week. 
And I want to look at a couple other things that we learn about God as we consider creation. And one is what I would say his genius. How intelligent God is. Because if you look at all of this creation at whatever level you are most uh, struck by, you see all of this working together. And the genius that creates all of this, from the smallest subatomic particle to the universe, and everything that is in between, and how all of that is interacting. And we see this just genius intelligence of God and all that he might know. And at times we have looked and not understood things, or we've said, well, it doesn't make sense, or it doesn't work together. But then the more we learn, the more we research, instead we learn that there's new principles there that have always been there. We just didn't understand them. But God did, because he built them into the universe, or our bodies, or this planet, or atoms. And we're just learning more of his truth and how genius he is. Another thing that creation teaches us about God is his creativity. If you look at the variety of just the world that we can see or, or the galaxies that the Hubble telescope is showing us, and how creative God is and how much he enjoys creating. He didn't just make a flower. He made hundreds and thousands of flowers. And they're all different. And they grow differently and they handle different climates. And they have different colors and they have different cycles and they have different shapes. And they're just all there. Because God didn't just want to create a black and white world, maybe with a little gray thrown in. God said, oh, that's not, that's not big enough for me. Let me create. And we see the variety of what he creates or the animals he's created. I think God was having a really good day when he made giraffes or he made kangaroos or porcupines. Let's have a pincushion that walks around. And I think God smiled. And we see what God loves to do with this genius of his in being creative. His sense of beauty. A coral reef. And all of the animals. And the fish and the, and the corals and everything else living on that coral reef. And just the, the beauty that makes you silent. Or the clouds. Or the sunrises. We could go on and on. I don't know what would speak to you the most. But I think we all in some situation are struck by God's creativity and sense of beauty. And so if we consider this impossible God who has made all of this creation, to me that means there are some lessons for us today. Lessons for us. To encourage us that we have this impossible God, that, that we have this impossible God. It's not just that he's out there, this creator God, 
but he's here for us. Because this impossible creator God, Scripture tells us, and his behavior reinforces, this creator God is also our Heavenly Father. He cares about us. And he is willing to use all of his power, his genius, his creativity to help us. Because he loves us. Because each of us is made in his image, we are his children. Jeremiah 32, 17 says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. That's God. That's our God. Nothing is too difficult for him. That includes what we're facing in life today. That includes pandemics. That includes whatever crises we might be facing. That includes economic problems. That includes worldwide problems. Nothing is too difficult for him. The truth is the God of creation is so wise and so powerful and so creative that what we would call hopeless situations, he sees as opportunities. Opportunities to be creative. Situations with no answers. His genius says, oh yes, there's answers. And he brings them about. He can create something from nothing. He can bring good from bad. Paul had experienced that himself personally. And so he was able to write for us in Romans 8, we know that in all things, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all things. We know this because God has shown this again and again and again. That in all situations, he can be working and is working, and in his creativity and genius, he can bring good from them. And that's why it is so important for us to have this impossible God in our lives. Because he wants to give us peace. He wants to give us hope. Not from our current circumstances. And not from looking at an impossible situation and, and not being able to have an answer for it. But because we know our God can handle it. We're not going to find hope in coronavirus. We're not going to find hope in more masks being made, more testing happening. Because there will be more problems, more challenges. And the economic challenges that happen after, that remain after coronavirus, we're not going to find peace there. But we can find peace in our God who has proven in creation that he can build really great, amazing, huge things from nothing. And we can find our peace in God.
further, further down in Romans 8. Paul says, What shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, I like to paraphrase it this way, what does it matter who's against us? God can take care of it. That was where Paul had found confidence in his own life personally. He's not a preacher spouting theory. He had faced arrests. He had faced imprisonment. He had faced floggings. He had faced days in the open ocean after shipwrecks. He had been bitten by poisonous snakes. And he had learned firsthand that if God is for me, it doesn't matter what happens. Because this impossible God can handle it. And this impossible God cannot just handle it. He can bring good from it. And I want you to capture that message today for your own life. Whatever circumstances you may be facing, please understand that the Creator God is also your Heavenly Father. And He is for you. And Paul knows that that almost sounds too good to be true. He knows that as humans we look at ourselves and we say, no way. There's no way this God can be for me. But he is. And I think Paul understood himself. If we start to doubt that, is God really for us? What Paul also added there in Romans 8. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things. Don't ever doubt God is for you. This impossible God is on your side. Don't ever doubt that. Because he's proven how committed he is to you when Christ died on the cross because you needed it. There is no cost no act that we're asking of God that will compare with what He's already done for us. He already gave Jesus for you. You think He's going to give up now? You think He's going to quit? He's going to back out? He's not. He has invested in us so heavily. He'll never give up. And Paul had learned that. And he'd seen God break him out of prison and rescue him from the ocean, and heal him from snake bites. He had seen God do all of this. And so he was able to say, if God is for me, who cares what else is against me? This impossible God can handle whatever you're facing this week. I promise you, he is the creator God who built the universe. He can handle your problem. Reach out your hand. Will you please open your life, your heart, your mind to let his love, his peace come into you and look to him 
instead of your circumstances this week to find peace and hope because we have an impossible God. Let's pray. Father, you are the God of all creation. And we praise you. We thank you. And we ask you to give us peace and hope in you because you are for us. And may the truth of that statement reside deep down inside our hearts and our minds as we become afraid as we feel like our future is impossible, it's not impossible to you. And may we see and hear and know the peace that only you can give. In Jesus' name, amen. for joining us today. I hope that you have been encouraged in some way in our service, our worship in God's Word. Um, Again, we ask you to please fill out that eConnect card. We have a very active prayer team that would like to be praying for you if you will share your request with us or any other way we can help you. And may you walk through this coming week with more hope because you know that you have an impossible God who wants to be with you. And if He is for you, It doesn't matter what else is against you. Have a blessed week in Him.